Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is a carryover show that we do from time to time for various people, including our friends over at Naira. We'll be hearing a word from them a little bit later in the show. But uh, we'll kick things off here by me telling you who I am. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital, back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker once again. Travel resumes shortly. Going to be heading over to the UK on Saturday night into Sunday morning. Going to see the New York football Giants Sunday, a.k.a. the worst 3 and one team in NFL history. But, but that's okay. We're going to have fun and find a way to uh, have a bet and enjoy them against the Green Bay Packers. Then hanging out in England, going to do some work over there next week. And then the stated purpose of my trip, Champions Day. So well, that'll be fun. But we'll be following USA Racing, of course, the whole time. Keeneland, Belmont, and Aqueduct, all that good stuff. And to talk about this, carry over with me more than 71,000 in the pot. We bring in our friend uh, who does so much stuff for us over at In The Money Media. He's Race Lens Power User, Matt Fagvolgi. Matt, how are things? I'm good, Pete. I'm good. You're uh, back to traveling again. You're, uh, you're uh, off I was to home two weeks. That's land. good. Yeah, I mean, two weeks at home was wonderful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the road calls, and I will answer. Um, let's talk about the sequence in general. Clearly, when we saw these cards drawn, it was a case of, wow, what strong turf racing for Aqueduct on a Thursday. I smelled this one coming from a mile away, which is why we didn't record this show yesterday. All that cold, all that rain in New York. I think to protect what's left of the grass season, they didn't have much choice but to take these races off the turf today. And we're left with something very different than what we thought we had, but still an opportunity to take a shot and maybe make some money. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it does produce uh, some outsized results when you get, um, you know, these races uh, off the turf. I think it just, yeah, smaller fields, but might create a bit of uh, a bit of confusion. Right. So I think that uh, you know, that that always helps in, in trying to you know build, build through the sequence. Um, yeah, it was, it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate that uh, we don't have these uh, these turf races like we hoped. Uh, with some nice full fields, but uh, no, I still think there's some opportunity. And uh, listen, there's a carryover going on. You know, there's definitely uh, your eye should be drawn to it. Yeah, the carryover in the one dollar pick six is a good thing. My opinion's starting to evolve about mandatory payout days and the twenty cent minimum, and what a benefit that ends up being for computer players. We'll tackle that topic another time. But for now, suffice it to say, I love the way they do it in New York, and I do think we see some opportunities. Hopefully, we'll find one today. It kicks off in race number four. 212 Eastern coming right up, folks. Um, Phillies and Mares, three and up, $30,000 claimers, one mile off the turf. What numbers will be on your tickets to get this thing kicked off? Uh, I'll start uh, going to the uh, the main track only that, uh, that stayed in here with Holiday Jazz. Uh, Rudy and Gomez here. Um, again, am I in love with this horse? No, but you know, it's proven to show some speed. I think can either go to the lead or could uh, could stalk the pace. You know, does have a a, a nice win. You know, drawing off uh, going seven. I don't think a mile would be um, you know I, again against this horse. I know kind of stopped the last time, but still hung around in the number. Um, so again, going to have to step up. I think it's a little bit of tougher company, even with the folk or even with the uh, horses that, uh, that 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 stuck around. So I'll go with the sixteen holiday jazz. Uh, I'll also take a look at the um, horses, an absolute bomb on the uh, morning line, uh, which is elegant low band. Um, again, just a horse that uh, could get away. You know, again, I, I want to see how this track plays, but I think uh, being forwardly placed on an off track here at Aqueduct certainly helps your cause. Um, pulled this off at Belmont, uh, you know, going back, uh, you know, to a few races back. Again, I think we'll probably sit somewhere uh, mid-pack 
and, and try to make a run. But if no one wants to lead, I think you can go after go after and get it. Uh, and then uh, probably uh, is it uh, the two uh, Massabees? I say it. Um, just want to see this horse. Probably the class of uh, of all the all the plays that I have here. Um, would you know really like to see this horse get back onto the dirt again? Uh, you know, it's kind of a speed and fade effort uh, going back uh, to that first effort uh, in January at Aqueduct. So uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the 16 and the two as A's, and I'm going to have the eight uh, as a BP. That's funny. In, in this race, we come up with the exact same A's. I had Holiday Jazz. Not much to add. Um, MPO off the claim for Rudy should get a positive type journey. And I did think Massaby was interesting. Bet in the lone dirt start at the maiden special weight level did show some speed, just maybe not as bad as it looks in dark form in a, in a race that could confuse people. I thought there was enough to hang on to. I wanted 16 and two on the a line. I'll mirror you with the eight on the B line. And that'll take us to race number five, where we've got $14,000 claimers going one mile on the dirt. I went with the pace angle in here, which I thought was number one, Mr. Briggs. And maybe thought that that work three back signaled a little bit of readiness off the break. We shall see. I also wanted some twos, Grecian Farrow. Um, try to wake this one up on the drop. I just thought digging through the form of Grecian Farrow found plenty of races that were just a little bit better than they looked for one reason or another relating to trips and biases. I wanted uh, ones and twos. I'm open to including more. What did you have in here, Matt? I'm the same, Pete, the same with the, uh, the, the pace angle as well. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to copy and paste uh, what, what you just said there. Um, but again, if this track, it, it pays to watch, uh, watch these races early and see what unfolds in the first couple of races. I mean, you might get an idea there, but Generally speaking, you do want to be poorly placed. Like I like I said before on these on these off tracks, I just think Mr. Briggs is a lone speed. I, I don't see really anyone else going with this horse. And uh, yeah, time form agrees too. Kind of a clear lead uh, on on the one Mr. Briggs. So I'll use I'm going to use the one and two uh, as A's. Um, I, I think the four Jay's Dreams, another horse you certainly want to mention, um, has a nice win on a sloppy track. Uh, at Aqueduct going a mile. So, you know, again, you got, you got uh, Pratt aboard as well, probably should sit off the pace too. So if it, if it looks at those front end horses, aren't really holding, holding in the stretch, uh, you certainly want to move this horse up a bit too, but, but that was the only one uh, to, to give a, another mention to, but I'm with you, Pete, uh, on, on the one and two in the A lines. And I'm going to back up with the four uh, Jay's dream on the B line. Let's move on to the third race of this sequence, race number six, starter allowance off the turf once again. You're going to hear that term a lot, off the turf, for the rest of this card. Six furlongs on the dirt this time. Matt, we'll keep it with you. Horse, I wanted to bet on the turf. I'm going to I'm gonna play here on, on the dirt, and that's uh, Fast and Furious. Um, made a nice score on this horse uh, at Saratoga, so I know, hopefully it's not just that playing in my brain. <laughs> Loyalty. Yeah, exactly. Wanted to bet this horse back, but... Uh, listen, I, I think this horse is just a solid horse fits in this group is going to be tough to catch on the front end. You know, I would say maybe the three blinding light will, will stick around for a little bit, but I don't see much. I, I think that, uh, fast and furious is going to be able to, uh, to shake, uh, shake any, any pace pressure off. That's going to be a lone a for me, uh, a couple other horses to mention, got to go a little bit deep, but, um, is it Spetro the eight, um, yeah, again, you gotta, you gotta find it deep, but I think this horse has some decent races, uh, on the dirt, um, decent race in the mud back at Belmont going back ways. But, you know, again, I thought had some, uh, had some dirt experience that, uh, that, that could play and, and will certainly be a price. And I thought the 11, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, again, just, just proven a bit, uh, with, with dirt form 
it's gonna have to step up today, I think, with uh, with 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 this group. But um, yeah, lone A, fast and furious. I think this horse is gonna be uh, um, a tough to tough to beat in this race, Pete. But I will back up with the eight and the eleven. All right, and and a little blinding light as well. Uh, so I had the uh, that's what I had. I had the two fast and furious uh, as uh, as an as a lone A, the eight uh, spetro is how you say it. Uh, is how you say it, Pete? Um, and then the 11 sugar ray line. Right, so you mentioned blinding light, but you were just talking about a potential pace rival. You actually, correct? Not yeah, yeah, blinding light in your picks. Yep, I, was I, I, I think, yeah, I think blinding light my bias in there because I actually had I do have fast and furious and I think could be dangerous right back with similar tactics. But I, I put blinding light on top, wondering if uh, if he might not get just a perfect trip in here sitting off of fast and furious. I really felt pretty good going to war with the, with the two and the three. I'll take another long look at the eight and the 11 here in, uh, in race number six. Um, I do want to give a word from our sponsors, but you know what? I've got to dig and find that. See there. Are, it is funny. You think doing it live is going to be exactly the same. And then of course it does end up being trickier, but uh, no big deal. We'll come back and we'll get that read in there for our sponsors after this next race, which is, Race number seven, 350 is the post time for this allowance race originally scheduled on turf. Now we're going at one mile on the dirt. And I went with Street Czar, another situation where I just think this is a runner that could be loose on a track that can, well, it didn't really last week, but I'm thinking after the rain might be playing well till for forward runners once again. And I wanted to use the nine Curlin's wisdom as well, just as a runner that has a couple of, I thought maybe a little bit better than they looked dirt races again um, between trips and, and to tricky beginnings and fast for the level and that kind of thing. So I was going to play this one, one in nine. What do you like in here? I'm going to go the same way here, Pete. I'm just going to reverse it a bit. Um, I'm going to press up uh, Curlin's wisdom a little bit here. I just question street stars uh, fitness going a mile. Um, again, uh, this horse gets loose. Like uh, I, I, you know, my pace model as well as, you know, again, looking at time forms, similar spot here. I just think the one and the nine are in their own race <laughs> in, in, in this race, to be honest with you. I think they do pull far, far from this group. Um, but I think Curlin's wisdom, wisdom is interesting coming back here uh, on the dirt. Uh, so talented horse can run well on both surfaces. Um, I just, I like the, I like the trip. And again, I, I question distance. That's really the only knock I have against Street Star. And I think uh, Curlin's wisdom is going to be sitting right there uh, waiting to, waiting to pick it up. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Naira. The big races just keep coming at Belmont at the Big A. After seven graded stakes last weekend, we're going to be treated to six more this weekend, including plenty of win and you're in action. The headlining race of the weekend will be the grade one $500,000 Joe, Joe Hirsch Turf Classic, where we will see warlike goddess and Gufo clash both horses coming into the Hirsch hot with warlike goddess taking home the crown in Saratoga at the grade two Glens Falls and Gufo, of course, emerging victorious in the grade one sword dancer. Join uh, Greg Wolf and Maggie Wolfendale, Acacia Courtney, Jonathan Kinchin, and the whole Myra team as they bring you live racing expert analysis and picks for America's day at the races showtimes. You can go to in the money slash TV, and we'll give you a handy look there. Contest on Saturday, $300 buy-in. You can find info about that on the Naira site as well as their show down, the free-to-play game, naira.com, to learn more about that. Have you been participating in these $300 uh, Saturday games much, Matt? 
Not as much as I used to, like especially during Saratoga, played played quite a bit. Uh, we need to rename it the Nick Tamro Invitational. Actually, <laughs> he has been make, crushing, hasn't he? We got to we got to make that happen. So, uh, <laughs> and good for him. I mean, again, those those contests are great to play in, and I, I I know I've said this before, but especially with like the Breeders' Cup betting challenge coming up, like if you've qualified and haven't really played much in terms of live contests, these are the ones I think to get you some experience with actual live money. Uh, to get some idea of how it plays and some strategy and look at some different things. So um, yeah, I, I use those contests to kind of, you know, play around with some different ideas, but uh, they're fun to play. And I think they're also, uh, you know, even like what you've got going on, Pete, with the, um, you know, the Breeders' Cup um, pick and pray going on uh, this afternoon. I think that's, it's, it's a great contest to get into a great, great tournament, but they can both be what I call bankroll governors, right? If, if you're, not in love with any kind of sequence during the day, but you want to, you want to get some action. And I think playing in those contests, I think restricts your bankroll. So you don't just go over the overboard playing something you don't really like. Um, but you got action, you know, pretty much uh, the majority of the day and uh, who knows, you might get lucky and, uh, and, and, and win some, but I like to look at those as uh, maybe some, some keeping the bankroll tight and, and separate from uh, maybe a, a day that I don't like. Uh, I don't love like that. Too much. I love that bankroll governor idea. Yeah, we have a BCBC qualifier, 179 bucks to play, but it's better than most because the VIG goes entirely to our equine charities, Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance and Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. So you're, you're really doing good in a lot of ways. And you mentioned about the benefit of controlling your action for the day and bankroll stuff. You still also, you have a great upside in these bets. I mean, I, believe me, I, I think they're fantastic. I hope folks will join us. Horseplayers.com, the place to go for that one. We're going to have qualifiers the next few weekends throughout the Horseplayer Happy Hour playoffs where you're also playing. Don't forget to get your picks in. I've got a note on my desk uh, reminding <laughs> me not to forget with my, the way my day gets crazy. I've got a note literally right in front of me. Don't forget. Don't be that guy with all the X's across his picks, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Two more races to talk about. We'll burn through them for you. The, for me, they were more complicated. You know, I, I, I'm usually loath to give four runners. I'm going to go with four runners in each of these last two races, starting with race number eight, which is a, an allowance race for three and up Phillies and mares going six and a half on the dirt. And my numbers in here, I went with the seven and the six on the A line. The seven uh, on time form, anyway, bit, bit of a pace angle for Patty H. Comes here off a long layoff, has workouts that suggest that I think she'll be ready, though. And, and I thought just made plenty of sense in this spot. And I also thought that the six movie Moxie was very, very interesting in this spot, coming out of a, a, a very similar race that was maybe a little bit tougher. I'm not sure what's going to happen in terms of the pace situation for movie Moxie, but this will be the, the third dirt race since the layoff. I just thought, I just thought she fit. I wanted sevens and sixes on the, on the top line. And then on the, on the uh, B line, I did want to include Mosienko, who I think will give, get a very good trip um, for, from forward position and bank on Anna coming out of that, uh, coming off that stakes win. I thought was worth including as well. So uh, four and three on the backup line, seven and six on the top line. How do you see this one? Yeah, I think it's, you know, small ish field with, uh, you know, with, with a lot of competitors you can make cases for. So um, I'll be slightly boring uh, keeping uh, the four Mosienko on, on the a line. Um, again, I, I just think that if you look at the last three races, especially that last race, 
right here uh, at uh, good old Royal Aqueduct. I just I think it's going to sit the same trip. Um, I think this race might be a little bit tougher, but I would say kind of you know in 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 the same uh, in the same range. Um, I just think Pratt sits off it again, and uh, it's going to have to run down uh, the the seven you mentioned uh, that I think is going to have um, a big say in this race, uh, Patty H, where just just runs to open air. I love horses like that. And I think this horse will get the lead and just might be tough to catch down. could be one of those where you think, um, you know, just when is the four going to go by and just never seems to do it. So I want to have both of those horses on the A-line. Um, I, I thought a horse was was interesting. It's going to be a bomb. And uh, I, I probably will play it in, in these contests today is, is the two uh, Honey Money. I just think there's some races on the, you know, some off tracks that, that get this done. Um, you know, again, I certainly, they're going to need to step up today, but could sit off that pace and, and come rolling late. So uh, that's one I wanted to throw in there uh, with, with some nice form uh, deeper into the form uh, with some off tracks is, uh, is the two honey money, but my two A's are going to be uh, the two, I'm sorry, the, uh, the seven and the four and I'm backing up with, uh, with the two. Let's talk about this nightcap, the pay leg. We've got three and up, New York bred, maiden clamoring, 40s. That sounds like a typical nightcap. Of course, now we, you throw in the off the turf and a bunch of scratches, and it's a little bit different. I still had trouble narrowing down. I'm hoping you have more clarity than me in this spot. Mad Vag Volgy, how are we going to get paid? I use four horses here, and some of them are going to be a little bit off the wall, but I'll, I'll start <laughs> with, with a horse that's probably going to take, I would assume is probably going to take some money, but who knows uh 30 to one on the on the turf morning line but uh with the five kimbo dancer just i want to see this horse back on the dirt and i, I know i you know repetitive in this case but i love that speed and fade run line first out first time starter first time on the dirt goes to the turf doesn't really show much was on a sloppy track as well so i think it shows some speed Again, I like horses that are forwardly placed today, so I'm going to take a shot with with the five, uh, Kimbo Dancer, um, the the number ten as well. Just I would say on a pedigree standpoint, um, I think should like the dirt, so I, I want to include there in, in a confusing race. So it will be the first time on the dirt. Uh, who knows? Might get a little bit of a price uh, there as well. Uh, the eleven uh, Toga Dancer, very similar as well. First time uh, on on the dirt here. I think should appreciate. Uh, the dirt as well as an off track when looking at uh, from uh, from pedigree lines. So I'll include the 11. Uh, I'm also going to throw in the uh, the 12 as well. Addicted to you. Probably a deeper B in this case. Just has some experience on an off track. And uh, I think has had better performances on the dirt versus uh, versus some of the turf. I know on the turf, in terms of uh, being involved and, and getting in the number, I just I feel like some of these races on, on the dirt um, are, are pretty good and uh, might have a good showing here. So uh, I'm going to go, so on the A-line, I'm going to go 5, 10, and I'm going to back up with the 11 and 12, Pete. We're similar, funny enough. I definitely had the, had the 5 in the mix, more as a backup. In my original picks, I wrote down Addicted to You as my top choice. And it's funny because going through the form, you know, it's an ugly duckling uh, top choice. That's for sure. 0 for 13 for this uh, for this New York bread. And while sh has shown some promise um, in these dirt races, and I did think those dirt races were both, you know, fast for the left, fast pace, fast finish for the level. So I was willing to excuse the eighth and ninth place finishes. And then the last time, just bet really hard impossible trip this is just a one more chance i don't know let's give it a whirl a in a race where i i don't really have much of a strong opinion but that's who i went with on top 
addicted to you, not just a uh, Robert Palmer hunch play. And then on pedigree, I was very interested to see the eight cents a giant on dirt with um, street sense. Giants Causeway Dam has done no running on the turf. It's just a guess, but uh, this is a horse facing an easy field and getting onto a new surface that I just felt like from a pedigree point of view made sense. Kimbo Dancer, I, I don't have much to add. I had as a, as a top, uh, a top B. And then I also had, uh, had the 10 who you mentioned Ableton also just breeding wise twirling candies will run on anything. You know, the water's on a mow on the bottom, more turf, but you know, it's, a, it's, it's, Different kind of blood I thought was interesting based on the twirling candy factor alone. So 12-8 on the top line, 5-10 on the back line for you, 5-10 A line, 11-12 on the B line. And that's it, Matt. I don't think we should dilly-dally. we got to get the show up and out there in the world, given how quickly these races start. But we'll be bothering you again soon, my friend. Sounds good, Pete. See you then. Thank you one more time to our sponsors over at Naira. Thanks to Matt Vagvolgi. And thanks to everybody out there for supporting In The Money Media our Breeders' Cup package is going to be available soon. You join Plus today. You get all our Keeneland and Santa Anita stuff and that in the moneypodcast.com slash plus to check that out. May you win all your photos.